And we are back here on another episode of Fantasies from the Bedroom. I am your host, Jake Weiss, coming to you live, not from my bedroom, but we keep the name Fantasies from the Bedroom, coming to you from my New York City apartment. Boy, am I excited. It is Thursday, October 29th, 2020. It has been too long, my listeners, too long. I miss you all. I hope you missed me, but we are back with a vengeance, and we got a great show on tap for you today. Uh, Just a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to start by going with our normal path of looking at last week, looking at the waivers, looking at next week. We'll talk a little bit about power rankings in the league. And then after all of that, you're going to hear an incredible interview with our very own Buffalo Real Estate Connor Domershik and Andrew Pott. It is a lot of fun. The whole interview is great. They were great. And, you know, they put the league on blast a little bit. So you're going to have to listen to hear it. And uh, you're going to have to get through everything I'm saying to, to earn listening to them. So in the meantime, we come, we check in. Oh, it feels good. It feels good. We are deep in the throes of our fantasy football season. What has happened since the last time I came to you? Uh, well, We had a couple championships. We had the Los Angeles Lakers bring home the NBA title. Good for them. Good for LeBron. Akko very torn between LeBron and Miami, though it seemed like he rooted for Miami, which doesn't surprise me then that they lost. And then the city of LA reigned supreme again with the Dodgers bringing it home. I don't know about you. I loved that World Series. Thought that was awesome. Good for Clayton Kershaw. Big fan there. And Papa Weiss who many of you might know, or some of you might know, diehard Dodger fan since he was a little boy. So it was pretty cool to uh, talk to him and hear that victory. And yeah, something small in my personal life. Got engaged. It's whatever. No, it's, it's awesome. It's exciting. Chef Molly has a sous chef for life. Uh, we're really, really excited. They're joining the, uh, the Chappaqua Engaged Train with David and Mesh. And uh, all things are good. I'm sorry it's been so long that I came to you, but we are back now and here for a great time. So let's dive right in. Where do we sit in the league? Right? Well, before we get into anything else, before we go into last week, it's worth us knowing where we're at. Right? We are here. Week eight. Just finished our seventh week. And this is, I've been looking back, one of the tightest Uh, overall standings that we've had come week seven. Our top team is five and two. Our third team is four and three. Our ninth team is three and four, and our 10th team is two and five. Literally, in the next two weeks, our first place team could be our eighth place team, and our ninth place team could be our second place team. That's where the league is at right now, and it makes for really exciting. Like, we do have... Buffalo Real Estate, Connor and Pot sit atop the league, both in record and points four, followed by Cup Half Full. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit more of all that. And down at the bottom, where it seems like they always weirdly are, Morning Woodhead. However, unlike in prior years, where it feels like they're partly there with the sixth most points four, they only they have the third fewest points four and only one ahead of Akamego to Florida, Dave and Henry. So not having a good season, but we're going to get to the fact that I think secretly Morning Woodhead is making its late season push. So I think we're officially past the halfway point in the fantasy season. I think we play 13 weeks. So we've just crossed in. Where Akko Weissencombe? We're in sixth place, just scraping in the playoffs like we are every year. Glad to see that the more things change, the more they stay the same. But let's look at last week's matchups. We had The Machines, Jay and Brent, taking on Robbie and Justin. Another battle of the old tennis foes in Jay and Justin. Don't really know what, if any, Brent and Robbie have against each other in common. And this was, as my old colleague Bill Simmons would say, the poop fact of the week. Both teams scoring under 100 points. And both teams massively aided 
by the dumb fucking fantasy positions of kicker and defense. The machines, Jay and Brent with Will Lutz and the Washington D, got 31 of their 99 points from kicker and defense. And Robbie and Justin with Matt Prater and the Rams defense got 34 of their 93. So these were teams that have had. This is a matchup that featured three different players that scored one point or fewer. Jay and Brent had Mike Williams on the Chargers score 0.9. Robbie and Justin had CeeDee Lamb score 0.1. And then they had Jarek McKinnon do something that you rarely, rarely see, which was put up negative 0.1. It was wild. Three rush, excuse me, three rushes, negative one yards. And uh, so that means that for Robbie and Justin, Jarek McKinnon and C.D. Lamb combined for zero points. And if you add in Mike Williams, that's three guys who combined in this matchup for 1.9. And that's just really bad. Jay and Brent snuck out a win, pulling it with Russell Wilson with a big game. And then DeAndre Swift getting hot. Who knows? Uh, you know, Robbie and Justin, I want to just say one thing. I had said a while, I had, we had tried to potentially trade for George Kittle. Telling Robbie that his running back situation was a bit precarious. And he said, nah, Ingram is good. Like, we'll go with Ingram. Two weeks later, he texts me, you were right about Ingram, because I told him that was dumb. And he said he's dropping Ingram, which he did. And then he's like, but don't worry. We picked up Jarek McKinnon, who's essentially like an RB1 or an RB2. Well, since October 11th, I can't remember when he picked him up, he's put up 1.5 points, 3.8 points, and 0.1 points. All he had done before that was put up double digits every week of the year. So a uh, little hard to, uh, to fully uh, uh, feel bad for Robbie's team not playing well. Worth noting that they did have Lamar and Thielen on by, and uh, Jay and Brent had Devontae Parker and Miles Gaskin on by. So tough situation all around. Jay and Brent sneak out the win and move to four and three. Robbie and Justin fall to three and four, and let it be known – I feel like Robbie and Justin were like 2-0 and or whatever, and I had them as like the best team, and it has almost been a complete free fall since then. So, you know, the Jake Mush reigns supreme. We go to our next matchup, Cup Half Full, Brian and Jason versus Statman and Mitch. Morningwood had, and if you can believe it, this was a first against worst and the worst one. Brian and Jason with an absolute stinker, only 81 points to Morningwood had putting up 113. And if you can believe it, I just shockingly commented in the prior matchup, we had three total guys scoring a point or less, you know, fewer than a point. Brian and Jason had two guys of their own do that. Chase Claypool, all the rage. Well, Deontay Johnson comes back and he puts up point three. And one of my favorite pickups of the fantasy year, Devonta Freeman, puts up 0.8 points. Clearly he got hurt, but absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal uh, for them. They had Mark Andrews on by, Justin Jefferson on by. They, they had Mostert get hurt. To, this team didn't really have its best lineup in, but a, a tough performance for them all around. And their guy, Mahomes, right, who Jason promised me was going to get 20 every week, puts up 12 points. Really, one of his probably his worst fantasy performance, I feel like, of his whole career, uh, other than the game maybe he got hurt. On the other side, are Statman and, Mitch's, is Statman and Mitch's team, like, secretly incredible? Let it be known, this team put up 113. And DK Metcalf had a terrible game, 3.3. And they were without Aaron Jones and Michael Thomas. The reality is they're just a deep team. Kareem Hunt, very good while Chubb is out. Robbie Anderson continues to be one of the best pickups of the year. Todd Gurley, solid. Darren Waller, solid. David Munger, so... Statman and Mitch are a dangerous team, of, especially if Jones and Thomas are healthy and figure it out for the second half of the season. I would not want to face this team. Knowing them, they'll get a couple more injuries and they'll somehow lose. I'm not even mentioning DJ Moore, who put up 23. Wow, this team is just flat out good. So Statman and Mitch uh, with a win and uh, a big win as they get back on the board. And they're now 2-5. and five. Brian and Jason fall to 5-2 and two and fall out of first place. We go to our next matchup, Mesh and Rosen versus David and Henry. Something tells me this is somewhat of a rivalry matchup. I think a lot of the teams in the league view playing each of these teams as one of their rivalry matchups. We like to see both of these teams lose. There's a lot of different 
there's just a lot underneath this matchup with Mesh and Rosen versus David and Henry. I'm, I'm sure, I'm hoping there was some text sent feeling both uh, really wanted to win. But how does it play out? Mesh and Rosen put up a big 130, and David and Henry put up just 84, an absolute disappointing performance. And Mesh and Rosen, their team feels like it's finally rounding into form. And ironically, both of their stud running backs were out, and they just have both of their backups. They plug and play, and those backups combine for 35 points. You know, Mesh and Rosen are doing their thing where they just have the volume of these backup running backs. And so they always have one or two good ones. And then between any of these backup running backs, Joshua Kelly, Lat Murray, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, one of them is going to have a good week or one of them, the starting running back is going to be hurt and they're going to be the star guy because they also have Gio and Boston Scott. So they do that. And they paired it this year with something they haven't had in the past, which was stellar wide receivers. McLaurin, Galladay, Cup, ironically, not so stellar. And obviously Kelsey. And then, you know, I feel like this team secretly also always picks up a quarterback who gets hot. Is Justin Herbert going to be the steal who kind of carries teams to a championship? Who knows? But this week he did. On the other side, David and Henry, uh, they had Odell and Cam Newton, and those guys combined for 1.32 points. I don't really know what else to say. Uh, I think their team really sucks. Um, they have a lot of good wide receivers. That's sort of the story of the year. But I, And I guess now with um, Beckham out, they'll be able to get Fuller in there. They're without Dalvin Cook due to injury and bye. So I just don't think it's that good of a team. Um, they're three and four, and they're in ninth place. And unlike Statman and Mitch, whose team I feel like is on the rise, I feel like this team is is on the poo-poo. We're going to talk about in our next matchup a team that is not on the poo-poo, and that is the – they call themselves the reigning champs. You'll hear them call themselves something later. Uh, Connor and Pot put up a big 173-point performance against Jackson and Abe. And you feel for Jackson and Abe because they put up 129 which is a great score and would have beat all but one other team in the league besides Connor and Pot. Mesh and Rosen put up 130. So, you know, you hate one of those where you would have beaten seven out of the 10 teams or whatever it is, or I guess seven out of the other nine, and you play one of the teams that just puts up the massive performance. Connor and Pot had Kyler Murray and Tyler Lockett and James Robinson. Those three guys combined for over 100 points. It's tough to beat a team. Now, I want you to tell me, I want to take a moment, and I want all the audience to guess, on a per-game basis at the running back position, where does James Robinson rank in, rank in fantasy points this year? I want you to think about it and guess. Where does James Robinson came into the year as the third-string undrafted rookie for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Where does he rank per-game average? The answer is sixth of all running backs in fantasy. I honestly can't believe that. And if you look at non-average, right, and you take out some of the guys who have been injured or have buys, he is third overall. It is absolutely unbelievable, and they have him, and that's going to really help them uh, stabilize in a lot of different ways going forward. Jackson and Abe, what do you want? You put up 130. You had a great week. This team's good. Derrick Henry's really finding his stride. It's just sad to waste a 38-point performance from Devontae Adams. But I don't necessarily love this team. But with, with Henry and Clyde and Adams and Watson, they're going to keep being good. But it's not necessarily a team I feel like has a lot of guys on the massive up and up. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Connor and Pot, on the other hand, they're going to be dealing with some injuries moving forward. And we'll talk about that. But a pretty impressive fucking performance from them. Uh, and they take the win. We move to our last matchup. Akko Weissenko, Jake and Evan taking on Weissman and Kess. Swirlies for the loser. Uh, and I'm going to admit, gang, about seven different times during this uh, weekend, Evan and I were convinced we were not going to win. Let me tell you, it is an emotional roller coaster having Akko as a fantasy partner during the day because I promise you, none of you care as much as he does. He is so into it. And both of us are just so pessimistic and sad. And we just watch these games. And it's like, even when we have good weeks, I just can't explain to you all the different ways that our guys should score more points all the time. Like James Conner caught a touchdown pass at the one, from the one-yard line, and all of a sudden his teammate gets called for, like, tripping or clip. 
or like a, a chop block. Didn't really affect the play at all, if you look at the replay. And then later, he drops a one-yard touch. And so it's like he could have had 12 or 15 more points. Chris Carson, right, like every other fucking guy on our team, starts and gets hurt. Evan Engram drops what would have been the game-winning pass for another three points. Uh, Mike Davis, they give a fucking handoff from the five-yard line to Curtis Samuel instead of him. It's like on and on I go every fucking week. There's this myriad of ways that our team should score more points, and they don't. And I'm happy we won, and I'm happy we're three and four, and it's great. But it's so frustrating, and I cannot begin to explain what it's been like this year with injuries. I mean, Chris Carson coming out, this is like, and then Godwin fucking her. Chris Carson coming out, it's like the seventh time this year we've had a guy start a game and then come out. It is so, it sucks to be injury riddled and to just have guys hurt all the, it is so much worse to constantly have your guys start games and then come out. Deontay Johnson has done it twice. Carson has done it twice. Godwin has done it twice. Obviously, we all know Dak did it when he shattered his fucking leg. And it's like, I'm just tired of it. And I'm tired of the bullshit. I am tired of fantasy football making me miserable. Even this win, I couldn't enjoy. And it's like, fucking, even though we had a great week from our kicker and defense, watching the goddamn Chiefs defense put up 27 points against Denver, it was like every fucking minute Denver had the ball, you were like, a pick six is coming. I'm out on kickers and defense. I want them both out. I want to expand our rosters. I want two QBs. I want another fucking flex. This league needs it. I need something because I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. Our team just gets hurt and gets points taken away. Fantasy fucking blows. All that said, we beat the team that I thought was the best in the league. It was awesome. Uh, I really didn't think we were going to win. And then Hopkins was going off and – he just shut down in the second half. He had like 88 yards and a touchdown at halftime. He ended with 103 yards. That was sweet. We pulled off a victory. I have no idea how it happened. I feel very good about it. That is our recap of what happened last week. Now to look at the waiver wire. And one thing I want to note, I, don't, like, I wouldn't have even said to you that Evan and I have made a shit ton of moves, but it turns out we have, you know, this is one of those correlation causation. The top four teams in the league have made by far the fewest moves. Buffalo Real Estate, 10. Cup Full, 9. Swirlies, 11. The Machines, 9. Some of the bottom teams, us, Mesh and Rosen, Dave and Henry, have made 27, 22, 20. Justin and Robbie have made 19. Now, the question to ask yourself is, is it simply that just those were the teams that, like, do Akko and I always just make a lot of moves because we always stream defenses? whatever, whatever, or is it when you're good, you just like your team, but it's ironic that Pont and Connor, who I'm sure watched the waiver wire the least of anybody, are in first place, but that was a little bit of a ramble, but just noting Evan and I have made by far the most moves, and uh, our team stinks, or our team's fine, it's just hurt, fuck it, I hate everything. So we look at the waiver wires this week, and as you can imagine, this is going to get less exciting each week as teams run out on budget A and B early in the week. A lot of NFL teams are still figuring out who's starting and people are getting hurt, whatever. So there's a lot more excitement. That being said, we had a little bit of, of excitement on the waiver wire. Connor and Pop put up 14 bucks for a running back splitting time on the Jets, whose name is either LaMichael Perrine or LaMichael Pirine. Depends on who you ask. $14 now. Is that a lot? Is it not? At this point in the year, it's probably not a lot. But it's just, it is amazing to go back and look at the total dollars spent on some of the shittiest running backs in the fucking NFL. But we'll see. Look, the guy had a good week last week. He put up a touchdown. Would I be shocked if he scored a garbage time touchdown this week against the Chiefs? Or if he's the pass catching back, maybe it's good. But a lot of money spent there. Only other running back kind of worth noting is Justin and Robbie snagged Jamichael Hasty, the San Francisco running back. And it's kind of crazy. I feel like there have been like five 49ers running backs that have been owned and potentially have put up like good weeks. Like Mostert, Coleman, McKinnon, Jeff Wilson Jr. Now this guy. At team, it just doesn't fucking matter. They just put anything in. And I just want to talk about, like I just told you that a guy, one guy picked up LaMichael Perrine. Another team picked up Jamichael Hasty. When I tell you that neither of the Michaels 
are even remotely spelt like the name Michael, and that La Michael has a has an apostrophe in between the La and the Michael. Ja Michael does not, and Ja Michael goes M Y. La Michael goes M I. The point is, what the fuck are we doing with spelling? This is ridiculous, and they are both wrong. I whatever, whatever. Um, also want to just do my weekly review and say that even at this point in the season when teams are starting to understand who has good defenses, yada, yada, whatever, whatever, we still have uh, one. And we only have two. I guess that's better. Two defenses already added. So people are still streaming defenses. Defenses blow. It's the worst. Sad to see um, Akome go to Florida dropped. Odell Beckham. It's always tough to see when those IR guys guys officially get dropped because you're like, they really have no hope of coming back. So that's where we're at uh, in the the waiver wire. My biggest takeaway. And who would have thought this? Both guys with the last name Higgins got added this week. T and Rashad. Good for them. Higgins and, and blank Michaels. Rashad, sorry. The Higgins and the blank Michaels having a great fucking week this week. So good for them. And now we look to next week, week eight, and some good matchups ahead. Now, it's worth noting, I'm going to be transparent with all of you. Yes, the Panthers, uh, Panthers-Falcons game is on right now, and there are people playing. I'm going to do my best to not let that impact my predictions. And you're all just going to have to believe me because you know what? This is my pod, and you're going to have to deal with it. So we look at Statman and Mitch versus Robbie and Justin. Morningwood head versus Bernie Sanders for Prez. 10th versus 8. Statman and Mitch versus Robbie and Justin. Some of the, the old captains of the soccer team. Um, and Statman and Mitch, I'll just flat out say it, two of the fucking weirder guys in this league. This is a weird guy matchup. So I like it. I think this is going to be a good matchup. Um, and Statman and Mitch... Again, I'm not going to let it impact my prediction. Here's what I'm going to say. I like their team better than Robbie and Justin. I came in liking it better. Robbie and Justin are starting a guy named Jamichael who spells it with a Y. That's a problem. This fucking Fulgham guy, I don't believe he can keep doing it. And fun fact, I'm really out on Josh Jacobs. I actually think he's like not good at all. Uh, but we'll see how they do. And I, like I said, I really like Statman and uh, Mitch's team. Um, so... We will see how it goes for them. But I really think that they're going to get the W here. And it's like Stabman and Mitch's team, it doesn't seem like Michael Thomas is going to play. And who knows about Aaron Jones? But like they're benching potentially this week. Michael Thomas, Aaron Jones, and David Montgomery. That's a really good team. If we were in a deeper league, that'd be a team to trade with. It's just a lot of people feel like their teams are good. So it'll be interesting to see how their week plays out and if they feel like at the end of the day they made the right decisions. But all I'll say is, they started both of their Panther wide receivers, which means like it's guaranteed that one of Aaron Jones or David Montgomery, and they started Todd Gurley. So like they're going to be benching somebody who's very, very good. And it's a tough situation. I still think they're going to win. Moving on to the next matchup, cup half full, Brian and Jason versus Akamego to Florida, David and Henry. Not necessarily a lot at play here. I do wonder if David is probably the only person left in the group who might still call Jason Lance. So we have that at play. Feel like that's really it between these two matchups. Um, And yeah, that's really it. Uh, I told you, I don't really like David and Henry's team. I don't really, I've never really liked Brian and Jason's team. And they're starting Carlos Hyde and Chase Claypool this week. Um, ironically, they have both Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was drafted to kind of replace Diggs, all that jazz. Um, and David and Henry kind of have their full strength, but they are starting Derek Carr. Um, I don't know. They do have their better team this week. I'm going to go with Brian and Jason, but a little reluctantly. And we will see. I just, I still don't love David and Henry's team, but they, they do kind of have one of their better lineups in. Uh, they just have good wide receivers. So we will see, but I, I, I am pulling or I am voting. I'm always pulling for a team against Dave, but voting for the, uh, Jason and uh, Brian to get the victory here. We move now. Meshin Rosen 
versus Jackson and Abe. Uh, very, very interesting matchup. Yahoo hates Mesh and Rosen right now because right now it thinks that both Mixon and Sanders are going to play, but they could just plug and play those guys. So I'm not really going to let projections sway me. Um, again, not much, I think, rivalry in this matchup. Um, I don't know. I think uh, Len Meshberg and Charles Weissman, just two of the uh, – some two awesome dads. So it's a matchup of awesome dads. Not to say anything about Brian Rosen or Mr. Tishelman Charney or even Mr. Tishelman, Mr. Charney. Who knows? I'm just saying I feel like Len is just like the sweetest man. Charles was a great uh, head of my umpire group. Um, we go to the same synagogue. So just some good dad shit going on here. And that's a matchup of what this is. And great future dads across the board. So there you go. I saved face. Um, hard not to think Mesh and Rosen's team is on the up and up. They do. I, I don't know. I, I really like that team. Uh, Jackson and Abe, you know, Yahoo really likes a lot of their fucking guys. They got multiple guys with like 17-plus projected points. But I just don't see it. I'm going to go with Mesh and Rosen to get the win. I really – I hate Hollywood Brown. I hope he never starts for them again. But they have McLaurin and Edmonds, I guess, out on buys to kind of fill out their lineup. So we'll see. Maybe they decide – they cave and go with T. Higgins. I am out on both Cooper Cup and Hollywood Brown, though. Let it be known. But I'm still picking them. Okay, moving on to our next matchup. Connor and Pot versus Weissman and Cast. This – you know, this is the first-place team versus the third-place team. I had previously proclaimed – Weissman and Kess to be the best team in the league. I still think I feel that way. I think Connor and Pot, I guess when fully healthy, they actually have a pretty incredible team, but they're not. That's the reality. Weissman and Kess still are. But, you know, this is a matchup where both of these teams benefit from their Arizona Cardinals, and they're both now out on bye. So we'll see how each adjusts. Um, I hate to do it even when I just, inter you know, when you're going to hear the interview from them, and I love these guys, but I'm going to take – Weissman and Kess to win, even though they just – I just think it's a very, very good team, very deep. And uh, one piece, this is important now that we're looking ahead at the Connor and Pop matchup, is I potentially need to apologize or I potentially need to, you know, eat crow or whatever the term is. Uh, there's a chance that Gronk might be a really good tight end. Back-to-back uh, -back great weeks. Now, I'm not ready to totally buy in, and I think there's just a lot of hype around Tampa, and I still don't think he was worth the sixth fucking round pick when you could have gotten him three rounds later. But I definitely came on here and tried to shit down their throat about that Gronk pick, and for a really long time, that looked like an awesome thing to do. But I think he's like the top tight end in fantasy or one of like the top two tight ends in fantasy over the last two weeks, and uh, I can't, can't really argue with that. So... I don't think Connor and Pot are going to win. They have a really shitty team this week because they have Murray, James Robinson, and Drake, even though he's hurt, on bye. So they're starting LaMichael, Perrine, or Pirine, and Justin Jackson. So there you go. That just goes to show the state there. And I'm going with Weissman and Kess, who have the Allen boys, Josh and Keenan, Mike Evans, Zeke, Ronald Jones, Tanyan, Jonathan Taylor. This is a good team um, who I think is going to have a, uh, a very good week. So – Picking them to win. And then we go to the last matchup. Uh, Jake and Evan versus Jay and Brent. This is a rematch of the 2016 finals um, where Evan and I had it in the fucking bag. And then in the four o'clock games, uh, Doug Baldwin and David Johnson put up like 30-point performances each. Evan and I have clearly not forgotten about it. Um, and I still hate Jay and Brent to this day for it. So I would call this a rivalry game for us. And uh, with that in mind, I'm going to pick us to fucking win because fuck them. Um, they beat us in the finals, and Evan and I have only made it to the finals twice. We lost both times. It was awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, Evan and I are starting. Like, we just have so many good players, but they're all hurt. Like, Chris Godwin. Christian McCaffrey, Chris Carson, and potentially Deontay. Like, Deontay Johnson, do we start him? And he gets hurt in the middle. Like, I don't really know what to do. Um, so we're just – I feel like we have a good team, but we're just struggling all around uh, there. But 
I just don't love Jay and Brent's team. Like they're still starting DeAndre Swift and now they're starting Le'Veon Bell who Yahoo loves, but I don't, but it's worth, you know, I should always give Jay and Brent the benefit of the doubt. Barkley and Chubb are their first two picks and both are hurt. And they don't have either of their backups because Barkley doesn't have a worthwhile backup and Chubb people were already owning Hunt. So I kind of feel for Jay and Brent and the fact that they have those guys hurt. And I think that they had somebody else get hurt, I think, who they had to drop. Don't, I should know. Don't quote me. And there, oh, they had Lev Bell, who was hurt for a while and now is on the The fact that this team is four and three and in fourth is a real, you know what? Clap it the fuck up. Clap it up for this team. I give them credit, but their asses are going down this week. So that's where I'm at. And uh, there you go. That's the last segment of fantasy. I do think I owe you some gambling advice, though all I do is lose. I just want you to know. I picked the Panthers tonight. Of course, it's just like, just fade me. So whatever I'm about to say, maybe just pick the opposite. Maybe that's the move. So here's what I'm going to say, though. I do like the board just for one little three-team teaser. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say to you right now. Um, I need to get to uh, the lines. So the lines, here's what I like. Here's what I like. Little three-team teaser, all favorites. Right now, I'm getting Tennessee favored by six points in Cincinnati. I think, you know, Tennessee just almost tied or beat Pittsburgh, who might be the best team in the league. Cincinnati's fine, but I just, I don't love it. Nixon's going to be banged up. You tease Tennessee six-point tease down to even. That feels like good. Green Bay at home against Minnesota. Now, I kind of like Minnesota to come close, but I find it hard to believe that they're going to beat Green Bay in Green Bay, uh, Green Bay looked like they kind of recovered from their loss against Tampa. Minnesota still potentially without Cook. So you have Green Bay favored by seven right now. You could tease that down either to one point or even if you're a little scared. I like that. And then the third one is the obvious one. The Chiefs favored by 19 and a half against the Jets. I almost think you could take the Chiefs with 19 and a half, but that's a little dangerous. So maybe tease it down to 12 and a half or 13 and a half. And uh, take that. So I'm going to say Tennessee tees six points to even. Green Bay tees six point, seven points to even. And Kansas City teased. I would probably, if I had to go with it, go seven points down to 12 and a half just to make it safe. I don't think you're going to get great odds on that teaser. I'm not exactly picking tough matchups. But that's the tease I would go with. And one of them is probably going to fuck me. So that's where we're at. Well, look, it was great to be back. I missed you all. Get excited for the interview that's coming up with Connor and Pot because it's really going to be great. And, you know, it is an absolute pleasure doing this. And I believe next week we're going to have David Berman, if not coming in future weeks. And then we'll have more of you on. But in the meantime, it's been a great show. This has been Fantasies from the Bedroom. I've been your host, Jake Weiss. Have a good one. And And remember, stay tuned for the upcoming interview. All right. And we are now joined by two members of our league for a long time now, Connor Domershik and Andrew Pott, or as they are better known, Buffalo Real Estate, or as they would want us to call them, reigning champs, even though that was like three years ago. Uh, Gentlemen, thanks for coming on. How are we doing? Uh, good, Jake. Thank you for having us. Uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to be on here. Uh, congrats on the engagement, man. That's dope. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. And Andrew, how are we doing? Yeah. And Jake, good. I'm good. Let me just be the first to say congratulations <laughs> on your engagement as well. Um, but no, I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me. And, uh, and yeah, I'm ready to talk some fantasy football. This feels honestly like, you know, a lot of podcast hosts, they spend years searching for their white whale for like the people that they want on forever. The podcast they think is going to change their life. I feel very weird that it's like my third interview ever. I'm having it. I yeah, just, you know, I, we have that impression. A lot of people. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, we have some big, big shoes to fill. You do. It's really for me. I wasn't it's, even going to say Clem. I was going to say Jeremy. I know. Yeah. Well, Jeremy really was exactly. But uh, no, there's, there's something about, I don't know. Maybe you all disagree. A lot of the teams, their partnerships make sense in that, like, I understand they feel like similar people are understood. They're done. 
this is one of the most mysterious partnerships in our league. And I am so fascinated. I just, I just need, I'm so excited to know more. You also are, uh, you know, there's not enough chatter in our uh, group, man. You two bring that and you keep that alive. So I'm really appreciative. So I'm excited to see where this is going to go. So I want to start. My opening question is, is on the topic I just talked about. Take me through your partnership dynamic. Maybe, how about we start with, if either of you remember, and I'll let either of you speak, do either of you remember how the partnership came about? I say that because like, I even know, Andrew, there was a time, I think for two years in a row, where we were partners, and I feel like you were the last partner yes. I had before Evan. So I'm wondering if that's the same story. So I don't know if one of you thinks you kind of remember and wants to take it, but I want to start there with you. Remember how it came about, and then we can get into how it works now. Pot, you, Pot, you go first. You go first. I honestly, I was hoping you would go first because I don't really remember. Because I, I remember my initial fantasy football partner to begin things was Corey. And TV, I think everybody remembers that. Or maybe not everybody remembers that. It, it, it consisted of Brady and Roma was on our bench. Randy Moss. We had Adrian Peterson in his prime. Clinton Portis. It was the best, it was the best team of all time. Um, and then Jake, I do remember being partners with you. I think potentially I was partners with somebody else in between, but I don't really know. And then Connor, I don't really know when, or I don't remember the story of when we, of when we became partners. Do you, do you have anything? I mean, I'm trying to think, I know I was probably when you were partners with Jake and or one after that, I was partners with Mesh and we had a mm. team the first four weeks we were four and oh probably like the hottest team in the league. And then we proceeded to lose every single game after that. And Damn. it was the most demoralizing thing. And I think after that season is when we linked up because okay. I think we were like the two people that, you know, really didn't care that much about the team, but like, we're like the nonchalant was like, we knew what we, knew what we were talking yeah. about. Like, we're just kind of, you uh -huh. know, just like, like the fuck it vibes. Like, we're just like, you know what, let's just go out there and, and see what happens. And, and I think it worked pretty well because we both kind of had it worked to it worked amazingly dynamic. and and I, I do remember our, i don't know if it was our first team name or our second team name but we were we were throwing shots at people right away and jake you may not remember this team name but we had metney jungle oh that sounds from, right yes the from, jungle. From, that sounds from, right. from your from your camp days that sounds and, right and, and and i think at the draft we were singing the chant from across the room starting drama before the league even started that's uh that sounds right on par with both of you. I need to before I respond to any of that, I also want to comment. Nothing is more on brand than Andrew joining this on his phone and his phone having shitty internet. He doesn't even realize that he went in and out on that entire speech. He's like I knew I did. It was like slow motion and it sped Yeah, it sped up. up. It was totally unprofessional. I'm here trying to run a legitimate podcast for my 20 listeners. And here's Andrew just joining on his phone with shit internet. But it it's on brand. It's exactly what I'd expect from this team. You handle this Zoom the way you handle this league. You care, but you really don't. It's, it's perfect. But the Metney Jungle name does sound right. I agree with you that what, what happened in our league, I don't know if you two agree, it feels like for a while there was constant partner switchover. Like when we were in middle school and high school, it was like every year, every other year, people were switching. And I think it was around senior year of high school. I feel like we've sort of had – most of these teams, right? I know Brian and Leo, Leo got too old too quickly. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, we've kind of had these teams like for like ever since I became commissioner, which has been like four or five years, it's been the same squads. It probably started when we all went to college, you know, like you kind of, there was no need. You're not in person with all these people anymore. So like that just kind of stuck. And, and I think it, it worked well for us. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, we're the, reigning champs of you know do you remember actually when you won ago, maybe. yeah is it, is it, it was 2017 ago? it was 2017 2018 and we david johnson went down in the first game and all hope was lost at that point to, to everybody but brought us. out the cockiness because it, our number one pick was out and we won good. so like we came we came through i think we came in last the next year unfortunately <laughs> But then we came in third this past we were, year, which we should have won last year. We might have been the only team to get go into from that. first place to last place. That's yes. hard. Because you year think you're – particularly when the partners don't change. It's like you sh the success should have – so do you remember anybody who was on that David Johnson team? It's fine if you don't, but I just 
We must have um, Julio because we have him every year. We always have Julio. <laughs> Shoot, who was our? I think Brady was our quarterback. I think so That's too. And that was, he was MVP, like year, I think. Oh no, 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 no. Brady was, the year was after. Bad. It was the year after. Yeah. Or, you know what? Did we have Dak, or was that up, like, two years two ago? Players that were just like. You know, like those guys that just like shot in the dark pickups yeah. that just happened to crush it for us. I think that's yeah. like kind of. I feel like almost like Kenyon Drake has for or Jay Ajayi when he had that yeah. crazy run in Miami, something yeah. like that. But it's so funny. This is a good example. Like, and Andrew, granted, you were able to rattle off your incredible team with Corey, which by the Did way. Did you hear that part? Okay. Yeah. You heard that part. And Evan, <laughs> Evan and I lost to that team by the fucking home field advantage. The home field advantage. What a joke. Um, but. The sad part is, like, this is a good example of the differences between our teams. You can't name the team that won. I feel like Evan and I could name every player we've picked up for the last, like, five seasons. Yeah. We yeah. just keep – it's a – it's – we move on, you know. But either <laughs> – it's, it's – we're the champs, but we move on, you know. We take the years as they come, and we let that team go. This is our squad this year. And let me tell you, we got a real good one this year. I don't know if you want to get into it. You probably have some more segments. Yeah. But this is a juggernaut of a squad, as you probably saw from our last two uh, last two scores. So for all our listeners out there, that is coming. We're going to talk about this year. I want to. I haven't gotten to be able to ask that, Connor. I'm going to ask you first. Yeah. Who wears the pants <laughs> in the partnership? What's the dynamic? You're thinking about making a move. Take me through. It's waiver wire. It's Tuesday. You're thinking about picking somebody up. Who initiates the conversation? What's that dynamic? I'll start because I, I'm the leader of the team, which is fine. <laughs> um, I, I'm usually the one reaching out to Pot, just being like, here's my thoughts. And, you know, I would say like 70% of the time, it's just Pot just, you know, agreeing. Um, but, you know, I would say the occasional time when it's a Bills player, he gets all excited because he's a oh. fake Bills fan. <laughs> but, Those are unnecessary shots. <laughs> <laughs> But continue. <laughs> but, you know, like, he's always engaging, which is great. It's not like a one-sided thing. You know, he's got his input. We, we had some inputs today about who we got to pick up for quarterback because, you know, we're got a couple guys on bye week. But he's, he's definitely involved. And, and I think that the draft, like our drafts more so than, like, everyday weekly pickups, were much more hand-in-hand, you know, 50-50 with the occasional pot trying to throw – the, all the running backs of the Bills down my throat, which never works out. So we try and stay away from them. But, you know, I think it's a good partnership, unless you disagree, Andrew. I'd love to at least address the Bills running back issue, given that Devin Singletary was a keeper this year. That wasn't even a possibility. So Dude, let's just – throwing down everyone. Um, I liked Josh Allen, and I don't think anybody could blame me after his performance these last six weeks, uh, seven weeks now. Um, but let me also address the team dynamics. So, yes, Connor is the leader of the team. Connor makes the decisions. Connor makes the waiver wire pickups. Connor makes waiver wire decisions that I might not even know happened until Wednesday morning. But for the major decisions, I would say – Connor consults me or for those decisions that um, he's iffy on given like, for example, our quarterback situation this week, I would like to take a little bit of credit because not only do I pick up bills players, because that's not even true. I mean, do we have one bills player on our roster? I don't think so. I would love to have Stefan Diggs too. If you listen, if that was all true, I would have taken credit because the bills players are going off. That's true. So Okay, so I would love to be that guy, but I don't. I picked up James Robinson off the bench. That was not even a waiver wire. That was just free agency. I picked uh, – I like Tyler Lockett in the fourth or the fifth. Um, we go back to conversations, Pot. James Robinson was – Connor, my- I literally was like, yo, we should pick up James Robinson. You were like, who's that? <laughs> like, oh, it's gonna my be the- God. Who are you, yo. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Connor, either – okay. Either way, I make – I am more involved in the bigger decisions and I have my occasional decision that goes to Connor and be like, yeah, that's a good move. So I agree with the 70-30 split. Um, But I think Connor gave me a little less credit in terms of the Bills players versus actual, actually knowing my stuff in terms of NFL football. And then Andrew, Andrew is also not a, he's the voice of the team to the outer world. 
Connor definitely talks his shit, but there's there's a clear leader in the vocal department um, yeah, outwardly. And so, and, but, that, but that, I got to say, my, the best thing you all ever did, and you're going to do it on this, the best thing the two of you ever did to me was when you started talking about your players as if you're actually like the coach. Oh. That is my favorite bit. <laughs> It's it's like like you really you really care about your team morale in a way that I can assure you Evanaco doesn't. He is ready <laughs> to shit on all of our players at all times. Yeah, for sure. Adding on that, I would say we don't do it quite as much anymore. We still do it, but like two or three seasons ago, we would be like sending emails back to each other. I'm like, yeah, I spoke to AP's agent. Oh, he's really feeling week six, and it's like we got to start him. Like. You know, this guy's got to sit bench. I heard he had, like, an asthma attack last week. And just, you know, it's like, screw around with that, which is hilarious. It's fun. It keeps us, like, both engaged. So. I like it a lot. It's a good yeah, I agree. Yeah, Jake, I didn't I, – I should have – I was, wasn't going to bring it up either, but I, uh, I love that stuff too. I'm glad, yeah. uh, I'm glad you reminded me. So, okay, so we talked about your team dynamic. Now, we've talked a lot about the other teams in the league, but is there a team for the two of you – that you get the mo that you get the boys the most hype for to play. Is there a partnership that, or you care about beating the most? Or you hate the most? Take me through that. Is is there a team that you feel that way about? Is it everybody? Can I? I'll take this one. So, <laughs> so uh, Berman and Henry loved. They would love to be our rivals. Kess and Weissman would love to be our rivals. Yeah, you know, they're, not, they're fake. They're rivals. not. They're fake rivals. They they. It's not really. A, they're not really championship caliber. Mesh and Rosen, on the other hand, they're good team managers. Yeah. I, I'll give them that. They're annoying in the sense that they have these backup running backs. Like, they have Edmonds, and I just want Edmonds right now because Kenyon Drake's injured. And we – like, it's, it's smart. It's smart football. They're good managers. They're in, like, seventh now, I think, on a, uh, on a pretty – I would say on the, on the move to a playoff team. Sure. Um, and – they just get my gears going because it's just Mesh and Rosen. It's just they – they. I can't really put it into words. Uh, I just want to beat them every single week. I, I, I want to see them in the finals. Of the, I wish I saw them in the finals last year. We, sh I, we should have – that, That's just a sure fact. <sighs> they, they also are an asterisk – champion because we have yet to have the um loser do his punishment so we are still the reigning champs um <laughs> well i think you're taking away from uh, i think it's jay and brent who actually won the year in between 18 19 but that's all right we don't we can, remember that year we can put that away um so <laughs> yeah. quickly connor pot says it's yeah. mesh and rosen would you second that yeah no i definitely agree with that and i think pot and i created a rule uh three or four seasons ago where we do not trade by any yep. means. We do not trade with Rosen or Kess. That's just that's just it doesn't rule. happen. That's like rule number one in fantasy: just don't trade with Rosen or Kess. I think it's a good rule. Maybe like no matter what the trade is, you think they always have something at their sleeve. Like it's not. I find trades they should be fair, not fair. You know, a team will benefit, but there needs to be a benefit on the other side. If so Both benefit. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a fair trade. Yep. You know, when you're trading with Rosen or Kess. They have something that they have behind the scenes where you're getting screwed some way or another, and it's like just you, so you know Rosen is texting Mesh as soon as the trade goes through, like, like yo, we fleece them, like, <laughs> them over, like it's just something. And same with Jeremy. Ever since he would play Madden in 2004 and would go for two in an onside kick, it's the same shit. You, know? <laughs> you just can't do anything with them because there's something up their sleeve. That is that is a classic callback. So Connor, does that? mean that I'm screwed in our other league where I'm partners with Josh and I proposed you a trade or are my chances <laughs> slim to none that you're going to accept uh, it? I, I looked at that and just kind of laughed considering mm -hmm. I have like six wide receiver ones and you didn't even offer me anything worth of value. Although you put Evans in there, but he's only good for a couple more weeks, which uh, is fine. But I, we could talk separately about it. I'm just saying it doesn't I, – now I understand I have no chance even though I really do want to trade <laughs> no, with your no, team. I, I need wide have, receivers. You have wide receivers. We have running backs. I would backs. do a trade with you – if Rosen's muted. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Well, that, that's, that's separate. We won't go too far into that. But, um, okay, that's good to know. So I think you've, you've hinted at it, but it's worth asking. Maybe the answer is not that different. You know, you won three years ago, and you haven't even gone back 
to the finals since you actually have a last place finish in there. The people want to know, is the arrogance unwarranted? Um, or do you feel okay about it, even though it's, it's now been three years? We're, we're almost <laughs> seniors in college from how long it's been since we're, you we're won. We're confident. I, I actually looked at this when, you, when we were first talking about getting on the podcast. The past, like, five years, other than our last place finish, we got third, third, first, and third. So – Wow. We're championship. We're championship we're, 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 like, team. Every what does bronze taste like? I just want to know because it sounds like you've known it well. Have you even won a year ever? I have won one time. I rode the Rosen bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, that was like oh. eight years ago. That's actually oh. that's what I did, Andrew. I fit. We stopped. I partnered with Rosen. I won, and then I that was junior year, senior year. I you partnered out with on Akko again, and Evan and I. Have made the finals. I mean, you haven't figured it out. No, well, Evan, Evan has never <laughs> won. Evan has not won in fantasy football in all these years. I guess I'll pose a question for you, Jake. Instead of the whole winning topic, who, who do you like to see come in last place every year? So there's a difference between who I like to see and who, unfortunately, I feel like every year is at risk of it. The, the team that I feel for in this league I, I have genuine sorrow for Statman and Mitch as a team. I, I it is, it's unbelievable. Every year they are like fourth in total points scored, and they are in ninth place. Every year it's the same thing. By week eight, they're in last place, which is where they are now. And you feel like you look at their team and you go, they have the best team in the league. And what they do is they make a run, and on the last week of the season we play them, and we usually start out well and then get bad, and one of us is playing to make the playoffs. They usually – you know. And then they lose, and then they end up coming in last. So there's that team. The answer I would have given for a while was I, I always feel like Robbie is secretly not good at fantasy. But then all of a sudden last year, like, they definitely had the best team and I thought should have won. It's this whole Lamar Jackson thing. They're going to ride that until – Yeah, they have a good they, team. Yeah. So that's the team who I think th – those are the two teams. Who, and I'm not just saying that because they're in eighth and tenth right now. But That's uh, true. I, I do feel bad for Statman and Mitch. I, I don't think they've ever won. I, I think that – They always have the most points against. Always the most points That's like the running joke. And it's, it's – like you guys said, like it's almost – you almost feel bad for them. But it's almost a given at every single, in every single week. And this, this year, it's almost – they don't – I think it's not that same narrative. That's just you kind of got to feel bad for the team itself. Uh, but – They are yeah, in most, last place, though, and they do have, like, the third most points again. Is it the third most? Okay. Yeah, I the, team that's getting, the team that is getting crushed on – oh, no, fourth most. Because the two teams with, that are getting crushed are David and Henry and me and Akko. We each have, like, 876 – David and Henry are frauds. frauds. Well, they're not even frauds. They're just not even good. I it's think their team's so bad. You got to get on them for their punishment or something. Like as something. commissioner, it's it really tough. To so it's really tough. For one, for one, we didn't even we didn't even establish a punishment for this year, so it's unclear if there is one. And then last year, look, I knew that they were going to be pussies about it and not do it, and now <laughs> they can blame COVID on it. And I guess like the problem is for me, like if we got on a if we got on a Zoom and made them do comedy would that be that fun for just the 20 of us like i wanted at a fucking club where there are strangers yes gonna... yeah no the problem is i don't even know what henry's gonna do because henry's not gonna do that one so i think he has to take the sat is that what wait we henry had, like, wasn't the... gonna do it hands down like there was no I way mean, he was gonna i don't think there's a there's like i don't think there's a world <laughs> i honestly don't henry losing was one of the worst things is i don't know what punishment he would do love the guy i just find it hard to believe he's gonna do a punishment oh, speaking yeah. of henry Pa, we should probably give them a shout out. Like they gave us, they gave us twenty five dollars for free last the other week, which was nice of them. Did you bet? Oh, against, yeah. Did you did you yeah. do a side bet? We did a nice little side they bet. Us and we're like, yeah, you guys want to do a side bet? Me and Pa. Like, okay. <laughs> Down. They just Easy gave money. us. Yeah, that was nice of them. We thought that you know they should get a shout out for giving us free money. That was nice. So let's shift the conversation because we're getting there to your team now. On the one hand, you do sit atop the throne right now, first place. Most points in the league, right? Riding a pretty good winning streak. On the other hand, um, you this week at running back are starting guys named uh, like LaMichael Perrine and Justin Jackson. Yeah. Uh, well, Listen, yeah. <laughs> we have some injury. We caught the injury bug a little bit 
Austin Eckler is on our injured reserves. Kenyon Drake is out for a few weeks. And our bell cow, Kyler Murray, it has a bye. And so, James has a bye. Yes, James Robinson, can't forget. Wow, this so, is a weak week for you guys. This it's is a, a tough, tough week. week. Which like, almost we win this week, like, I feel bad for whoever we're playing. I, I think we're playing Kess and, and Weissman. It's Kess and Weissman. It sucks because they're, like, not our rivals. Like, they can jump up pretty high if they win. But, like, if we beat them, oh, man, that – they're not hearing the end of it. <laughs> it's just going to keep going. Yeah. But, but uh, and then I want to say to you before we just let you talk about how great your team is. There's a <laughs> world, boys, where I owe you an apology. We're teetering on the edge. Oh, we are oh. teetering on the edge. Keep going. Keep going. Keep because going. who has had a great last two weeks? I, I was going to tell you. Oh, the boy. I to bring it up. I think he is going to make or break this season for us. I, I'm telling you. It is unbelievable. The former WWE champ himself, Rob Gronkowski, in a year where tight ends are terrible, the last two weeks, I think he's probably put up the most points of any tight end over the last two weeks. And I am sitting here, I am now petrified that this guy's about to go on like a 2013-esque run and dominate the league with Brady. And I'm going to be sitting here. You can go pull some of those audio clips. I took a shit down both of your throats, or at least tried to about this Gronk pick, and uh, it's not looking good for me, gents. Evan Hawkinson has done it. What you say, Connor? Evan was giving me shit this weekend for it. For Gronk? Yeah. Hawkinson has done a good job. He's filled the gap, um, but it's time to give Gronk back the starting position. He's earned it. He was our sixth-round pick, as you've uh, noted in almost every podcast. Pretty much. Um, it was a bit of a panic pick. Don't get me wrong. But it was a fun pick because this could, like you said, I think he could be a boom as much as he's been a bust this season. I think he's, I think he's on his way to potentially turning this team into not only the reigning champs, but this season's champs. Are you worried at all about his morale now bringing Antonio Brown in? Are you I worried think, for the sake of the locker room? Uh, I think They've been together before. They'll be all right. That was in the past. They're, they, they've all, all three of them has been, have been fine. So last question or last couple of questions. Prediction, where does Buffalo Real Estate sit at the end of this season, week 16? Where are you sitting? Where are you First sitting? Place. Podium? You think you're sitting yes, gold? gold? Yeah, so we haven't really talked about the team that much. So we have Julio as we always do, right? <laughs> we got Lockett and we got Amari which are just three amazing, amazing wide receivers. Literally wide receiver ones across the board. That's then this got, team's formula, I feel like. I feel like you guys always have wide receivers. You always pick at and, the end of the draft and you double up on wide receivers. Get, yeah, we always get the end of the draft, so we just try and go elite wide receivers off of that. And, and this year we had Eckler as like a late keeper, so we're like – A nice know. little – yeah. So you like your wide receivers, Pot. Then I know you have this – then you kind of have this weird group of running backs where it's Eckler, then he got hurt. You have Drake, then he got hurt. And then you have the best pickup of the season in this motherfucker James Robinson who's like fifth overall Boy. in points. Yeah. So and he's then- going to continue to plug the hole at running back while we get something out of P. Ryan or Perrine. We'll figure that out at some point. <laughs> and, uh, and Jackson. But, yes, uh, our running back situation is a little bit on the iffy side, but we're not in panic mode just yet. Um, I think Eckler is going to come back sooner rather than later. He's a, he's a horse. He, he, he wants to get out there for this team. And, uh, and Kenyon Drake will be fine. And he's going to perform like he did at the end of the season last year. And he's going to per- just propel us right into that podium, like you said. Now, you, you mentioned Julio. And I know now this year you also have Kyler, who's like the most exciting. Do you have a favorite fantasy player you've ever had? Is having Kyler the most fun? Is it Julio for your consistency? I believe y'all were Mike Evans boys for quite a while. Is there a favorite fantasy player? Like for me and Evan, it was Tony Romo. I think we drafted him four times. Like we had Tony Romo. Is Julio the answer or is it now Kyler because he's so much fun? I think it's got to be Julio. Oh, yeah. I think it's got to be Julio. I mean, we must have had him the past, like, three years, Pot. Like, I, I don't know when he hasn't been on – hasn't, like, not been on our team. But You're right. I don't – I'm – Kyler, Kyler could definitely be our keeper, probably. And 
he's been the heart and soul and, you know, keeps our offense chugging along. But, you know, Julio has just always got that soft spot in our hearts. You know, he's just, he's just there. He's just crushing it. Was he, was he confirmed, is he confirmed to be on our championship team three years ago? Do we know that or no? I don't know. Call him up. I, I actually don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I can try I and, I can try and produce that answer as I ask you another question. So I will get yes. back to that. But as of right now, you're saying it's Julio. Julio's the boy. I think we got to give it to Julio. So here's my question. And Andrew, my question I asked to you, I know you're probably going to say that they're both logical outcomes, but if you could only have one, if you could only have one, would you rather you and Connor sit atop the throne come the end of the season or your guy, your boy, DJT? sits atop his throne getting reelected at the end of this year. What would be what you want more? Well, that's a no-brainer. You need to put this country first. You've got to put DJT back in that seat for four more years. And then, obviously, like you said, you wish you could get both, which we will this year. But <clears throat> I know we're filming this on, what, Thursday? Come, next, come this Wednesday, so not even a week from now, we will, uh, we'll know exactly where we sit. Um, in terms of our country. And I'm very excited to see that outcome. Not surprised that Andrew's pushing for all of the election results have to be announced on November 3rd. <laughs> very uh, Trump supporter of him. Not true at all. Let it be known. Pass that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, doesn't count. Um, Want to let you know, can confirm that uh, Julio was not on the team. I do believe I know who your pickups were, though, that took you to victory. Oh, can we get two those? different running backs? Two different running backs. They're both still in the league. Um, one of them was Kareem Hunt, who I'm sure you yes. picked up that year and then rode. The other, I have to imagine, was also a pickup, was now like the fifth overall pick in a lot of drafts this year, Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Yep, yep, yep. You the had boys. picked up Hunt those, and Kamara, and you had David Johnson get hurt, and then you picked up both of those guys. The rest of your team, it's wild. First of all, you only scored 93 points in the championship, but oh. you had – defensive game. Well, no, we benched our defense. Ooh, That's true. Yeah, we, wow, we you did bench your defense, and both of them went off for what it's worth. But you had you had Doug Baldwin, Brandon Cooks, and Tyreek Hill at wide receiver, and then you were going back and forth at quarterback with Alex Smith and Matt Ryan. Nice. So there you go. That wow. was the squad. You had Tyreek Hill, uh, Alex. You had Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt, um, both going off for the Chiefs. <laughs> what a year! I can't believe I didn't remember any of that. But, yeah, that, it just goes to show you we take one year at a time. Um, I, I will say now that you – I mean, it definitely rings a bell, Kamara and, uh, and Hunt. Those are two great pickups. But Julio, I, I can't sway from our original guy. Julio is the boy this year and, uh, and for all years to come. Awesome. Well – we're getting near the end. I want to just give you one last chance. I know you've called out some teams, but is there any smack talk, any message you want to send to the league uh, while you have your chance here to talk to everyone? Is there anything hmm. either of you would like to say? Andrew? I got, I'm picking up my notes here. Uh, so I'm just saying the one word that comes to mind, juggernaut, that's the team. That's the, that's the word that comes to mind for this team. We put up, what, 171 this past week, 163 the week before. Jake, you'll probably get into this in – or you probably – I don't know how you're going to order it with our, uh, with our um, podcast. But this team is a force to be reckoned with. And as our opponents probably can attest, we've, uh, we've been a wrecking ball. And, uh, and, yeah, juggernaut. Off to you, Connor. Juggernaut's a good word. I mean <laughs> – it's tough this season. I feel like there hasn't been a lot of smack talking. No one's really seeing each other in person, so you can't really get like, You're right. like personal feeling of the smack talk. But you know, we're still out there. You know, we're shooting shots in the uh, in the group chat. We had we're doing some stuff. But I don't, I don't think there's any specific team we want to call out. You know, we're calling out the whole league. I think we're I mean, if a performance the past two weeks, we're we're on a we're on the up and up. Teams are. I think I actually think this league is going to be pretty competitive when it comes down to it. I think it's going to be tight. Um, I think there's a lot of strong teams, but you know, we're just going to let our players uh, do what they do best, you know, and just prove ourselves. If we don't talk smack, if we're not the ones talking to the group, me, who is? You know what I mean? Nobody. 
and we that's the one thing I'd like to I guess end with is I'd like to see a little bit more banter in the group me talk you know give us something because we can't just keep we can't just keep pounding you guys because it, it's just gonna get boring at some point well so you heard it here folks juggernaut that's the new word to describe this team and these two individuals and they're calling on the league to uh to respond right they want to hear what you have to say so all of you out there the ball is in your court and i will close with i would like to venture that week seven we have never had a league with this much parity five and two is first place two and five is last place that's probably the closest we've ever been ninth yeah. place is three that's and four stuff. third place is four and three nobody is safe everybody's mm -hmm. up for it. we've had nobody pull away that this is the juggernaut at the moment and nobody falling out so a lot of good fantasy football left. I have to imagine, particularly if this year goes the way you're expecting, we might bring you on uh, for a future pod. I'm thinking for the playoffs, we might do some <laughs> some some interviews then. So if you make we, it, oh yeah. So if we clinched, I think are we have we got our, our uh, we'll I think we got our first round bye. We'll yeah, we'll bye. be on bye. Yeah. So yeah, when you, if you want to talk smack during your bye to the rest of the league, <laughs> we we can do that again. But Connor and Andrew, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been great having you and, uh, you know, best of luck to both of you gentlemen, uh, in the rest of the season. Thank you, Jake, for having us. It's been fun. All, All right. Good stuff. Uh.